Well, hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show brought to you as always by the Get-Go Cafe and Market where they're open for business 24-7 serving hot, fresh food and moan quite the bombshell today. Stefan Tuitt announces his retirement from the National Football League after eight seasons, uh, citing, of course, the the death of his brother as well as uh, the completion of of his courses at Notre Dame and just moving on to a different point in his life. What's your, like your first thought here? Uh, life is more important than ball. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, death is hard for a lot of people. People process it differently. And then when you hit those points in your life, sometimes too, it kind of puts everything into perspective as far as what's important to you life. You know, that's one of the things I've always kind of talked about with people like, since my mom passed abruptly at 49 years old, right before camp started, the one thing I've really taken um, hold on to is the acknowledgement of time. Like, like I have almost like anxiety for time, you know, with stuff like I hate for people to, you know, miss certain stuff or, or I hate to be late or I hate to be waiting in a holding pattern and stuff like that because I'm trying to maximize as much time as I can. And I think it's it's kind of led to all the things that we've kind of said when it comes to, to it, though. You know, it's the idea that he's still processing. You know, a, a lot of this is, is one of those things where you couldn't rush him. You had to let him work it out on his own. And for him to come to this point right now, I, I think it's just a pivot on, you know, what's for him moving forward. Um, I don't know if I knew this was a direct option. You know, as far as that goes, but I know Tua is not a guy to just be a hanger on to just collect the check and try to say, well, you can put me on the exempt, not the exempt list, but you can put me on the whatever list so that I can collect the check or just go through the motion. He's the told you the wild Mustang is the way we kind of called him and played him. And if his spirit wasn't in it, this was probably the best thing for him. And I'll be honest with you, it's the best thing for the team, too. You know, there's, there's no sense in trying to force it or, or, or push this to happen as far as, um, him being a guy that's trying to make it work for the pressures of his teammates. Hey, we need you. We need you. Or the coaches. Hey, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? He made a life decision right here. And um, for him to consider this before 30 years old, it had to have been the best scenario he's ever painted in his mind for what's the next step in his life. And that's the way he certainly characterized it in his written statement. Uh, referring to you know the future and and of, of moving forward uh, in in his life, um, looking at it from the team standpoint, Moan, which I'm yeah. sure you know. I mean, and that's not a cold thing. We've been over no. the 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 situation, the tragedy with his brother, uh, many times, and and I feel like for the most part, uh, the public has been respectful of that i mean not everybody obviously you're always going to have a handful of people that are weird just play ball yeah those guys yeah get over it um but i feel very strongly that the team handled it uh correctly and with class Mm -hmm. uh, in, in giving him the space uh that he needed to make the decision that was right for him and as you point out also ends up being the right one for the team because they can't impose that decision on him. No, no. He clearly went through something and transitioned into just a different person. You know, he was in the building, tried to refresh himself to try to say, okay, let me jump back into the focus. We've seen those reports, right? Oh, let me jump back in. All his his stuff was in his stall. Just yesterday, Moan, uh, Cam Hayward told us Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. yesterday 
that he expects to see Stefan to it playing. Not an expects like I demand, but just yeah. that that's actually what he was anticipating. Uh, that's what so, all of the defensive linemen were, and they were in constant communication with him. So for a guy like Cam to not be in on it, you he, know what I'm saying? Think about that. Cam. Yeah. He he wasn't in on it. That ought to let you know just where he was, and he's probably still processing it, and um, Tua is a very cerebral guy, too. It's not like this least. is just a, no, this a, is a run thinker. of the mill. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's a thinker, man, and we've had conversations before, and just not just about football, but about about life, about business, about family structure. Those are the best like conversations that. with him, actually. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You know this, so I know um, I've had many of them. <laughs> for 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 nobody in that room clearly to have known about it, it had to have just been an, a it's best for him first and mm-hmm. foremost, but. I don't think we can stress this enough. You don't want a guy going through the motions. You don't want right, a guy right. just hanging on just because he feel like you need him to. Well, um, let's talk ahead. about it from the team standpoint here because that's where it comes down to. The Steelers yeah. will save, according to our producer, Eddie Provident, uh, $9,048,560 in cap space. That is a lot of cap yeah. space that's sitting yeah. there. Uh, that is with the Stefan Tuit retirement coming after June 1. And not to get into all the NFL labor stuff, we can bore everyone to tears why June 1 is relevant. The team will have a dead money charge of $4.75 million. Bottom line is they have a lot of cap space with which they can address this situation on the defensive line. Moan, what's the state of the defensive line without him? Man, it's uh, it's a hustle one. Yeah. It's next guy up. You know, I hate to use that old we cliche, saw that, next though. man up, but it is. <laughs> you know? I mean, just just in general, the the Davis brothers, you know, who's going to step up? Matravius mm-hmm. uh, Adams, who's going to step Matrevious up? Matravius Adams. You got to look at the young guy, Leal, you know, that they just drafted. Like, DeMarvin you got to be in the fold. Yep. You, about, you yeah, are, Chris Wormley. Chris Not Wormley. just when he's facing Baltimore either, when he gets all motivated. No, okay, no, like this all, isn't that. All 17 games. And, you know, Tyson, you know, having the ability to come back too, I think it's more pressure on guys like himself, like to lead this younger group that has become now. Henry Mundo is another guy that you got to say, well, who's going to provide these reps that's missing? Now, I know he was missing last year too, but I think we was hinging this year on the fact that two was going to come back. I spoke about it, like expecting to see him being back and, We've had those deeper discussions about what he can mean for this defense and how it's going to look with him and TJ and all those sorts of things. So um, the guy that I would have loved to have seen him in that position recently just got signed away to Tampa Bay, Akeem Hicks. You know, bigger veteran guy. He commanded a nice paycheck from from Tampa also. So there's the money that it could have gone to. Not many other guys out there as I try to look at the list of available guys that's left. Sue and Domigan Sue. I know he's the attitude, he's the body body type of him, but I can't put a a, a a finger on it as far as a veteran considering you have this amount of cap space available. Sheldon Richardson is another guy. I, I can't put a finger on it except to say, look inside that room. Y'all understand the challenges of the man we expected to be here. He's no longer here in this room, respectfully, for his own personal reasons. So, Leal, Adams Brothers, Loudermilk, uh, Henry Mondo. Well, I can't all forget Isaiah Loudermilk. Yeah, that, that's another one. I, I'm not sure about Henry. I mean, Henry is what he is. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm just saying that he was I, available I, 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 and on roster. With Loudermilk, you're looking at a guy who's a really good potential run stopper in the National Football League. And maybe there's a way that you alternate 
with guys who are good at that versus guys who are better at getting to the quarterback, which, by the way, mm-hmm. is Leal's specialty out of Texas A&M. Yep. Uh, he's, he's a lot more of that than he is run stopper. So, uh, yeah, no, not a, let's put it this way. <laughs> for, purely from the perspective of the team and nothing but, it is not a great day for the Pittsburgh Steelers. No. It's just not. It's not. Um, and, and just the guy that's who it is, a laugher. He's one of us as the old line. He's always silly, giggling, man. I, I I enjoyed him as my teammate. It almost sounds like a, a damn eulogy in a sense, yeah, you know, with I don't him going do that away. Either. Yeah. But it's a, a young guy like himself retiring mm. before 30 when you know there's so much there. For the people that saying, well, dang it, he should be here, or you put the team. No, this ain't that. Um, you've lost somebody close to you, just had something traumatic, or just. Honestly, have that switch in your head. Just, I'm not going to do this. You'd rather that for a guy like himself than, you know, just hanging on. And it, it's it's been rough for him in a sense. The injuries that always kind of come up a little bit. You got to think about it. Not finishing most of the season he's been there. The, the rehab to get back. The mindset that you got to have. And in the trenches, is there's no playoff. You know? So, I'm, I'm sure that weighed heavy on the two. His body might feel better. After that year that he just had off because of this. So it it, it takes a lot <laughs> to it do takes a lot this to, sport. Yeah. And specifically within the trenches. I know the quarterbacks have the mind and, you know, the receivers got to have the athletics. But there are zero plays off for the guys that play between the ball. A yard between the ball is zero plays off. And I know that's got to play a factor in it for them all. So, um Best wishes. I'll hit him up on the side, too, and, you know, it's job well done is all I can tell him. When we come back on the Ramon Foster Show, let's talk about Terrell Edmonds. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show, and welcome back to the Steelers' fold to Terrell Edmonds. Not sure a lot of us thought that was going to happen. I'm not sure he thought it was going to happen when he went and cleaned off his Twitter bio of any references to the Steelers. But uh, the market cratered on him, uh, as he acknowledged this week at OTAs. And he ended up with $2.5 million on a one-year prove-it kind of deal. Yeah. He says he's going to go out there and prove it. He insists that he's the starter over DeMonte Casey. And I don't know, Moan, what do you think? Man, Terrell is, um, I guess the word's polarizing. I guess this is the word you can kind of not Curiously bad. so. Curiously. Curiously so. You got a few. He's a good player. Yeah, and he is. He's a. Let me tell you his issue. I think for me, he's a product of being a first rounder. Yep. You know, he's a product mm-hmm. of being a first rounder and the expectation. And, and if we're being real with each other, too. He's a product of watching Minka Fitzpatrick come in and dominate the way he did, although the position and skill set is a little bit different between the both of them. I think both of them playing together is more productive than than, than not as far as the Steelers go, uh, as far as working with this defense. He's gradually gotten better, in my honest opinion, and how he's played the game. The safety position is a position also that's, that's sort of like is devalued. You don't necessarily need two anymore. You need one good one and a guy that can go inside the box. Terrell has kind of proven himself that as of late, especially last year, and I go to 2020 season two, he was able to go in the box and stop the run and be more physical. You look at his size, man. He's 6'1", 
220. If we're being Speaking real. Speaking of wiry, yeah. You he's, know what he's, I'm saying? He's legit wiry. He's legit wiry, but you almost say to yourself, well, he's got to find a way to kind of exploit those attributes that he was naturally born with and work with. You walk past him, you say, damn, this dude a linebacker? Like, you can kind of put him in that nickel linebacker conversation. Could you not? Yeah, we definitely could. He's bigger than Devin Bush, isn't he? Well, he's he's taller and thicker, or taller, not thi- taller and thinner. Yeah, thinner. But yeah. if you, mm-hmm. if if he put on, if he's two seventeen, put on about fifteen pounds, you say, yeah, he's a starting middle linebacker. He in the couldn't NFL. put fifteen pounds on in his. I, if, if he sat there and ate cheeseburgers for the no, rest of his life, like tied to a chair, he could not put fifteen pounds no, on. But you kind of expect him to play like a linebacker at his size and stuff like that. Uh, Big, covered- nasty, greasy cheeseburgers. It just wouldn't work, Mo. <laughs> it wouldn't. But what I'm saying with him, if you see him, you, you'll be like, okay, he's got to have a natural inkling of being able to be a physical guy. And I thought last year he was able to do that, man. Um, his, his interceptions, not his thing. It's, it's just no, not. He's not, he's, he's not going to be the takeaway guy. So when we talk, which I about think is what why. people are waiting on, by the way, that's what I think. It's like every first round pick has to be the next Troy. And, no. and, and it's just, you know, it's not going to happen. He, no. he is. He is exactly what he is. And if you go by not just his own numbers, if you go by his numbers in relation to the support that he offers to Minka Fitzpatrick yes. and in 2021 to that god awful run defense, mm-hmm. that's the way you fairly evaluate this player. This is where he's at. He's eight tackles for loss last year. He's got to be able to have an impact on the game in that type of way. His coverage skills. They're where they're supposed to be for a guy his size and plays that position in today's NFL. The receivers are just totally different. The idea that the tight ends are just blocking tight ends, not the case anymore. He's got to get better at that if that's what you're asking him. But I don't think that's what this defense is asking of him. He's got to be a run support guy when necessary. He has to be able to cover the middle of the field, meaning dragging tight ends and stuff like that and be a sure tackler. But... He's a product of being a first round who didn't first rounder who didn't get his fifth year option picked up. I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's solid. Can he be a long time pro? Yes, he can. Is he going to be an all pro, pro bowl type of guy every year? It's got to be the right situation, and that's what we're looking at when you're mentioning Minka, when you're mentioning Troy. You know what I'm saying? Even so much so as a guy like Ryan Clark, like he's he's Ryan Clark room is where he's at. You see what I'm saying? And that's a great room to be in if the city can get off his back a little bit. Yeah, see, that that's see, I like T.E. I'll, I'll admit a bias here and, and seeing him <laughs> yesterday. And we had a pretty we had a pretty nice talk uh, this week. Uh, just, you know, really, you know, simple stuff. You know, how you doing yeah. kind of stuff. And I, I, just, I, I missed being around him. He's, he's one of my favorite people in there. And I like the fact that. After our little conversation, he goes over yeah. to his stall. He faces the bank of reporters, and everybody's like, T, what about how you were disrespected and everything else like that? And he goes, he said, plain and simple, he goes, uh, as it relates to any potential competition with him and Casey, he just says, I'm the starter. Right. That's, my, that's my default mode yeah. going into OTA's mini camp, training camp. I'm the starter. Yeah. Uh, that's the way I have to think because the last time we took the field here yeah. – I was the starter. Why would I seed that? You know, and, and I really liked hearing that from him. 
and let's not act like $2.5 million is chump change. <laughs> I mean, in the world of the NFL, it is, but it's still a nice payday for anybody that's going to accept it. And this is the other side of it, too. You know the pedigree is there, whether it's like his brother or not. His dad, third-round draft pick also. His brother, Tremaine, is another first-round draft pick in the same exact year. And then you had Trey, who's in the NFL also. I'm not saying one correlates to the other. I'm saying at least for mentality-wise from his father, at least from competition-wise with his brothers, he understands the position that he's in. So will I bet against Terrell this year? No, I will not. It's a matter of understanding what he is as a player, and that is a run support has to be an open field sure tackler and has to be able to back up the back end when called upon. Simply that. Now, if he expands beyond that as a player, grows better in coverage, gets four interceptions in a year, then we say, oh, okay, well, he's developed more, but I can't give him all pro status, especially when he was drafted, what was it, late in the first round at that, as safety in this, this type of NFL. When we come back, hey, no. back to the Ramon Foster show. It's time for our Hey Moan segment. And today's entry comes from Matthew Patterson, who says, Hey Moan, I've been thinking of something for a while and I want to hear your thoughts. Let's say Mitch Trubisky is QB1. Who right. do you think is QB2 versus QB3? And if Pickett is QB3, does he dress for games or do you healthy scratch him? Or is Mason QB3 and do you dress him or not? Or do you dress all three QBs? That's a lot of QBs and numbers there, Moan. You gave up on every situation with no yeah, right? possible out out of it either. No, unless, no out unless out QB4 gets involved. Ooh, which it could <laughs> be the case. Um, all right. So if Mitch is one, who's two? And if if Mason is two, then does that mean he's a healthy three scratch? Whew. All right. So here we go. I think Mitch will be one, period. I, I, I simply do think that. Uh, I can always lean on that. Can I be wrong? Yeah, of course I'll be wrong. But um, I I got Mitch as one. Two, it's hinged upon the fact if they decide to keep him. Okay? And and it also yes. hinges. It, this is it. it. Yes. It, 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 it's on that also. And um, the other aspect of it as far as the sports psychology of it, the, you know, looking into the mental side of if Mitch is number one and they do decide to keep Mason. I don't think you can. I don't think you can keep Mason two and have a bad game by Mitch and not start Mason. Now, on the other side of that is if either one of them don't have good showings or the Steelers are, two and three and two and four to start off the season, the crowd going to ask for what, DK? They're going to oh, ask. Go, I'll pick it. Yeah. Go, you might as well throw them in. Um, all of this is based upon the fact of how good these guys, and, and we, I'll just call them this, these second-time guys are going to be able to play and perform. It's based upon that, and there's a lot of pressure playing in Pittsburgh, and there's a whole lot of pressure of having a first-round draft pick in Kenny Pickett on the bench, too. Now, and where this pressure comes from, I don't think it'll necessarily come from inside the building if those two guys aren't playing well, because those coaches are going to be the ones that evaluate 
Kenny. They're going to be the ones that see him more than you probably see him, DK, at practice. They're going to see him way more than we see him. And it comes down to how much he's picking up the game of football. How good is the game of football coming back to Kenny Pickett as far as his ability to make plays? Because this is the thing about it. We're watching a guy now in Miami and Tua Tagovailoa who, uh, who Ryan Fitzpatrick had to tell him. They're not college open anymore. They're NFL open. Throw to the spot a whole lot quicker. What does that look like? I told you once before, Coach T will not hold back when it comes down to trial by uh, trial by fire when it comes to the young quarterbacks, right? So if they're gonna see anything, they're gonna he's gonna see it in practice as much as anybody. So the pressure of is he a third uh quarterback scratch on game day? I'd elect to have him as a scratch to go help out another position at, at all times. Because if you got Mitch, that's one thing. But if you keep, if you keep Mason Rudolph, that's about as solid as a backup as you can ever get. I, I'd i be shocked. That, that, that's my thing. Go ahead, finish. Okay, go ahead. I'm not, just if he's not trade value at this point, I love Mason. But we know the business does this thing, right? Yeah, but the thing is the trade doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Because here's okay, what happens. Ahead. Here's what happens. The reason your motivation, if you're the Steelers, not Mason, if you're the Steelers and they control mm-hmm. this situation entirely, uh, you have no motivation to trade Mason Rudolph because you don't need the cap space because you're not spending very much on the quarterback position as a total to begin with. Uh, secondly, the situation that you really don't want out of this is that Mitch gets hurt, okay. and I mean really hurt, early on. Elbow, and then, whatever. And then you throw Kenny Pickett into, into, into the, the Wolves, and, and you end up New Yorking him, basically, meaning yeah. everything that the Jets and the Giants do to their quarterbacks to ruin them. Yeah. Okay? And you can't have that either. Mm-hmm. You want to have Kenny Pickett operating at a position of strength. When he does enter the lineup, right? it needs to be in a – where you're certain about what his status is, you know? And, yeah, and so that's Mason what, has value to this team, and and that's where I was, you know, getting at when I when I said the you know the point of the crowd getting loud if if Mitch gets hurt and then it's Mason's job or they or both of them play uh, bad early on, it ain't and hit. I don't think in this situation, considering you're really trying to find the guy and not have a leap year. And which other organizations have, and they can't find the quarterback. I don't think inside of the building they'll buy into it. But of course, at some point in time, if they're playing bad, both of them are. Like you, you'd almost say, "Well, we got to put them in." But to your point about Mason being more game ready than Kenny Pickett will be this year, that's a position in which they do have the advantage. Again, I don't think Mason's a salary dump guy at all. Meaning they got to dump him to sign Minka or to sign Deontay. They're in a really good spot for the first time in years, as far as the cap goes, being able to pay guys. Um, they've never bent the knee in my uh, in my recent you know history of, with the Steelers to putting a guy in before ha- before they have to. Maybe yeah, if you look at Kendrick a little bit, but well, there were no other line lines in general. Yeah, yeah, but certainly not at the quarterback position. Wow, what a good question. Yeah, it uh, was. Multi-layered he, as it was. <laughs> so you're going on record. Mason's not getting traded also. That's the other part I don't that you think made. So. 
Yeah, and I don't think he's going to ask for one either because what's he going to do? He's either a backup here or he's a backup somewhere else. He's not going somewhere else to start. It's a start. Not at, Carolina, not at that no. Late Seattle, not no. Not at that late junction. No way. You're either in camp well, you, you got to know the playbook. Got to know the playbook. I mean, yeah. he is where he is. Yeah, so that's true. anyway, great question. Um, it was. That challenge. Want to do another right one there. of these tomorrow, Mo? Want to do another one? I tomorrow? swear I'm here if you are. All right. Okay. All right. Let's do that. <laughs>